0: This is Generation Swap. While the world talks about a generation gap, we talk about connection. Our guests listen, guide, and encourage, helping each other figure out life. Keep listening for more. Today on Generation Swap, we are delighted to be talking with Ann Zollner and Hannah Morey. Anne is one of the members of the osher lifelong learning institute or ali and she sits on their board hannah is a student at aquinas college and we want to welcome both of you thank you yeah thank you so much for having us yeah and we want to find out right off the bat about your life story if you tell us a little bit about yourself Anne, would you start sure
1: um one of the questions on here was will you tell us how old you are so i will i'm uh, i've lived 69 long years and uh, i've lived everyone i think fairly well so i am a grand rapidian uh i was born and raised here um i have six siblings five sisters and a brother and we all live within a couple miles of each other still so um we enjoy each other well Um, my parents, um, my mother is still living, she's 93. And um, the nice thing is, is they were both Aquinas graduates. So that's one of my ties back to Aquinas. And um, I grew up visiting Aquinas because a great aunt of mine, Sister Robina Zellner, was a Dominican and, um, and was very active was actually the treasurer of Aquinas College. So I remember it well when they moved into um the administration building and that was still where the dominicans lived so i always loved aquinas i um as a professional i worked for grand rapids public schools for 38 years i am a speech pathologist by education and i worked with young children three through five years of age that had language disorders and so my um degree in communications set me right up with um hannah because we both learned really fast we both love to talk a lot so so that was great i loved my work and i i like to tell people now that i loved every day that i worked and but i like my retired days just a little bit more so so that's a good thing um, one of the things that my parents always instilled in us was the need for good citizenship within our own community, and so um, I do practice good citizenship by partaking and working as a volunteer on a number of different um, in a number of different capacities. So today brings me here because I'm a member of the Ali Board, which is um a lifelong learning segment of Aquinas College and it's it's great I love it um I work with artists creating together which brings art opportunities to within the disabled community and again another tie-in and we'll I'll let Hannah talk about that a couple other ones I do mission trips with the Lions Club bringing glasses to Mexico And um, I'm also a docent at Grand Rapids Art Museum. And so I put a lot of time in there. So, and all of that sounds so good, but the best thing is, is I love to have fun. I like to do things. I'm very active, even at my advanced age. I have been a world traveler since I was a sophomore in high school or in um, college when I started backpacking in Europe. And so now with the pandemic hopefully coming to a close, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave for Israel and I'm also getting ready to go back on the Camino de Santiago for the second time. And I do that in June. So it's one of the things that I love the best and it is um, something that feeds my soul.
0: Well, that's really a lot and is inspiring to know how much uh, you're currently doing in retirement Hannah is a student in an Aquinas College class with Dr. Ian Ian Borton on interpersonal communication. So Hannah, if you want to tell us about yourself and maybe start with your age as well. Okay,
2: so hi, my name is Hannah Morey. I'm 19, so I am originally from Muskegon, Michigan i love traveling i've always kind of been around and about in michigan and one of my friends told me about aquinas college and so i went and instantly fell in love so now i much like Anne, i feel like a grand rapidian at heart even though i wasn't born and raised here i've been doing volunteer work at uh, the salvation army on fulton road i do a lot of theater i'm a double major in communications and theater for social change so currently i'm actually doing a theater for social change like project where we take this play around and tour it to like different schools and that's kind of my tie-in with Anne is um artists creating together we actually took our play there so we have been many different places around grand rapids in my free time i do a lot of art and uh, art for pleasure. And um, uh, I also do stand-up comedy every now and again throughout Grand Rapids. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a kind of jack of all trades. I wanna do as much like uh, artistic and creative stuff as possible. So not nearly as much as Anne, but I'm hoping to get to a point where I have as
0: many accolades i'm curious how quickly you discovered these shared interests i mean you haven't known each other very long what were your first impressions when you met each other
1: well i can tell you that um you know we started out again by introducing ourselves and even just through that quick um introduction phase we could tell that we had a lot in common. Um, My first impression of Hannah was that she was a thoughtful young woman. She had a sense already, maybe not necessarily what kind of career she would end up in, but she certainly had goals for herself. She was applying for scholarships so that she could plan for a degree after she has the one at Aquinas. So she's looking for a right fit. And um, that right fit to me showed me that she sees herself making a better world later, not even just today, but she's really extending herself. So I, I could tell that she was a deep thinker.
0: And Hannah, when you first met Anne, what were your first impressions?
2: First, I'd like to say I was incredibly nervous. Um, I was a bit intimidated at first, I'm not gonna lie. um, Anne is a very worldly person. She's done so much in her life. And I just knew like the first time that I met her that she was like where I want to be when I retire. Like that's where I wanna be, where I'm um, incredibly satisfied with what I've done in my life. and um regardless of the challenges like she always works through that and through some of the stories that she's told me about when she was a speech pathologist like she just she seems to have everything um and while she yeah <laughs> even she's laughing right now but uh i mean true that um things kind of fell into place for her in a way where she pretty satisfied with where she's at in life. And that's all I can hope for. But again, like um, as Ann was saying, I'm kind of like trying to figure out where my goals are and where I'm going to land career-wise. So everything's just kind of wishy-washy, but I mean, it seems to all work out in the end for someone like Ann who has so many things in common with me. So yeah. uh, First impressions, again, a bit of intimidation,
0: but I uh, just, I wanted to know more. You know, one of the things that we do also ask our our mentor peers to reflect on is uh, successes and failures in life. Uh, Successes feel good, but failures are sometimes where we learn the most and wondering if you can each talk about a favorite failure
1: my book club just read a book called the midnight library which is by matt haig h-a-i-g i I don't know if you've read that or not but it's um we just discussed it a week ago and and basically for those that haven't it's it's about a person that discovers between life and death there's this library in in kind of a different world uh, or a parallel world and this woman finds out that there's a book for every regret she has, and the book itself um, allowed her to live in that book with the alternative decision. And so she got to see whether or not that her regret was worthy or not, because every choice you make affects others, it, it affects you and um. I, I just found it to be very interesting because as you go through life and you make choices and they can be simple little choices. It doesn't have to be this monumentous choice. It can be just one little tiny thing. And um, the at one point I was um, going over to Europe for the summer. I used to do that because I was a, an educator and had a number of weeks off. And someone had asked me to go to Israel. And I was like, no, that's not in my plan. And I, I I, don't think I'll do that because I'm very sequential. I always like these plans in place. And it was just too much for me to think about. And when I was done that summer, I thought that was not a good decision on my part. I should have done it because at that point israel became much more dangerous to travel to and so all of a sudden i still reflect back so when people ask me to go i'm always like okay i can do that because i don't want to be regretful the good news is i'm going to israel very soon and so Um, I'm willing to brave it now. So I'm looking forward to it. But um, again, I just loved it because I loved that book. And I loved reflecting and actually all of us in my book club reflect on the fact that, you know, we have to live our own reality and we have to be willing to take those failures. And um, the one big saying in the book that they always said it was you have to live to learn. And so if you don't give yourself the chance to live, you'll never learn so i just really loved that book
2: recently as Ann was talking about i actually filled out a scholarship for a uh, a program called the um the mcnair scholarship and it's basically a doctorate program like in prep so it kind of gets you prepped and ready for uh, getting a doctorate right out of college like they don't uh it's kind of like no breaks in between we're just diving straight into it and i was kind of full steam ahead when it came to that because i wanted to at that point a few months back like i wanted to I, i saw myself getting a doctorate and um about halfway through into the process i started to discover more about uh myself and how i didn't see that getting a doctorate would be good for me so um yeah i had to in the end turn down the scholarship after going through this whole process And it felt more like a failure on my part, though I got accepted into the program. And what I learned from that, because I mean, it can be considered a failure, but I think that the learning and the uh, knowledge I got from it made it more of a success in my part. But I think that uh, I've learned that a lot about myself and also the fact that I don't need to have like, a bunch of accolades and be super successful and have to have a label on my name to be a successful person in my life. Like that doesn't dictate how successful I can be through my life, so yeah.
0: Beautiful example, thank you. Uh, Would you each talk about the best part of the generation swap uh, relationship, the mentor-mentor-mentee pairing from your point of view. Hannah, maybe you can start and tell us from your perspective as a college student, what stands out to you as a a benefit of this?
2: Yeah, Um, so networking, 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 that they've always talked about how um, in college, like that is such an important part of, um life and getting a career and i think that this generation swap is such a good way to not only connect with someone on a human level and to like have this relationship with another person that you may not have come across like naturally you know um but it's also a great networking uh i guess opportunity because Again, as I said, um, as both Ann and I have talked about, we have that artist creating together thing in common, and that's not something that anyone would have uh, guessed when making this pair. So I think that it is a a great networking process to not only again like connect with someone, but it's. Uh, It creates relationships that you didn't even know were possible at that point. So yeah, I highly recommend this for anyone, even if it's just connecting with another person, because who wouldn't want to do that?
3: This question is actually for you, Anne. In, In what ways have you been able to live more authentically or be more truly yourself as you've gotten older?
1: Well, I think it comes down to, at least for me, getting to the point where I actually feel secure in making decisions and life decisions. And I I believe that when you go through college, you have the aim to walk away with a job um, or a profession or however you want to call your role in, in society. And it's okay to change that job and to change the way you're going to use the skills that you have And I think that people change a lot. So even though I stayed within the realm of education, I held a number of different positions within the educational community and it looked different than when I graduated. And so I think that you keep growing and you keep changing and you have to allow yourself to try different things. And in the beginning, that was, um, I kept thinking, well, this is what I studied first. And I did go back and get another degree, but it's, it was just different. And and I think that um, even as I retire, it took me a couple of years before I actually felt comfortable being retired, because I kept waiting to do something at seven in the morning, because that's the time I was always at school. And so how was I going to um keep myself moving in the community and and not just make retirement all about me and um even though it it is a little bit like that i like the idea that i've continued to change even in my interest in the community and working with mentors which i never thought would happen until i was asked one being on the ollie board and i think that It allows me to do some things that I wasn't comfortable with before. And so um, getting older isn't all bad.
3: No, I heard another mentor talk about the fact that you can say no to things as as you become more secure in yourself and in what you love to do, that ability to say, I can't do that. It's not there so much and Hannah, you can jump in if, if this is accurate, but I think for when you're a 20 something year old, you feel like there's a little bit of trying to please people. Yeah, would you people? It? Yeah, yes,
2: people pleasing is so I would almost say that it's kind of necessary, like in our society to be a people pleaser because like sometimes you can't keep a job if you say no to something that might be better for you than um, what a company wants. But yeah, I think that um, Anne has kind of showed me that like it is necessary to say no sometimes and it is necessary to um, take care of yourself and see what works for you, not what works for everyone else and you, but um, yeah, just kind of placing yourself in a higher position like of I need to
3: uh, take care of myself awesome valuable lesson and thank you for for passing on that wisdom as a follow-up question is there any other advice that you would give to young adults and then maybe things that you feel are commonplace that you can ignore
1: i just um, had my 50th reunion from high school and when um, we were there someone had a yearbook and we were reading what we had written 50 years ago and I couldn't believe how many times people said don't change right so we're giving ourselves advice don't change stay the way you are and I think that was really the worst advice to give someone is not to change because I think that you want to change, you want to be different than yourself when you were 18 and 19 years old. And I want to be different in 10 years from what I am today, and and always looking to doing something better than what I did before. And, uh, but it was just, it was just kind of a life lesson. After all these years and who sits down and reads what's in your yearbook, and we just, we kind of all sat back and looked at each other well, like, Let's talk about the way we changed and what was good about it. So, so that was a good thing. I really liked that a
2: lot. And goodness, I think I would be embarrassed if I stayed the exact same as when
3: I'm in high school. I know. Damn. Do you remember that though, Hannah, from your yearbooks, where people say, wrote the phrase "Don't change." yeah i mean we didn't really write i mean okay so i graduated okay, in, i
1: think that's an old um <laughs> an old i graduated behavior.
2: in 2020 so we didn't exactly right. right yeah um we didn't exactly get like the the book end as it were <laughs> yes, you're right for, yeah for high school but it wasn't like um this isn't like a oh pity me i didn't get to finish high school but um yeah that was the sentiment as we like graduated was kind of like so much around us is changing at least you can stay the same but already like as to a pandemic it's not like yeah i'm just gonna stay the exact same you're learning and getting so much knowledge and also going like into your life of course you're gonna change and i don't think that change is a bad thing yeah it causes anxiety for a lot of people and it can um It can definitely be stressful, especially if it's something that you didn't expect to happen, but I think that change is just such a necessary part of life that if you're to say the exact same. um, That would be more of a concern than if you were to to change throughout life, so I I heed Ann's advice.
3: (laughs) So how has this podcast or the conversation that you've had with Anne aligned with the class that you're in, Dr. Ian Borton's interpersonal communication class?
2: So during our last meeting, we actually went out to eat at PF Chang's. That was my first time ever trying that, by the way. Highly recommend. Um, So we were there and started talking about like just different aspects about ourselves. And I was, able to relate some bits and pieces of the conversation to some of the vocabulary that we've learned in interpersonal communication as you're learning about some of these communication topics you see them to be more applicable in your life and just in conversations in general and i think that that's something to always look forward to even this applies beyond just like communications courses like when you're getting knee deep in all of this knowledge of your major or just a class that you're taking you will start to see how that applies to your life so i think that that's something that has been a a consistency throughout ann and i's discussions
3: okay and tell us about the quest because the class is unique in that you get points correct
2: yeah yes yeah this is the first time that i've ever done something like that and i'm sure that most people have not done something like that um the american education system has its own thing (laughs) so in dr borton's class we kind of um do homework assignments based off of a point system and the point system is uh the, the bare minimum of points is 8,000. So beyond that, if you get over 8,000 points, you get a better grade on your final exam. And it's kind of like, say you start at 8,000 points, that gives you an automatic C. Well, you get 9,000 and then you get a B, like something like that.
1: I'm intrigued right now. How many points was I worth?
2: <laughs> 2,000.
1: <000. laughs> <laughs> um, more
2: high than 2,000
1: that's pretty good yeah right
3: (laughs) last question anything else that you want to share with our listeners um anything that you would say when you think about life after aquinas hannah that you feel generation swap has helped you with
2: yeah uh, again at our little pf chang's meetup (laughs) Um, uh, Mm -hmm. ann and i we discussed uh my future because it was at that point that i had uh, recognized that i would not at least for now be pursuing a doctorate and um i actually have an opportunity over the summer where i'm going to be working at a theater called interlochen and yeah (laughs) i'm very excited for that and Anna was telling me about another theater camp in maine i believe it was Mm -hmm. and uh she was telling me that there is um there are many camps like this um outside of michigan and it's not just like a michigan thing so um she said that she had connections there and if i wanted to like she would put in a good word for me for uh, for me to like work there and i think that i mean again like this is such a huge networking thing but the fact that we were able to relate to that and she was able to kind of set that up for me not that it's like a thing that's set in stone yet but that it's something that's in the books is something that's incredibly amazing and uh again as someone who was kind of stranded and didn't really know what she i I still don't know what i want to do in my life um just having those opportunities after college set up for me is exciting because i can at least explore from there and i'm not just stranded as soon as i get my degree
3: well, we want to thank each of you for taking the time to speak with us and for building this swapmate relationship. As you said, Anne, Hannah's going to be around next year, so I, I hope that the relationship continues, and and I yeah. hope that this is just a yeah a great beginning for a, a new friendship. A big thank you to Dr. Ian Borton who is the kind of person who would just sort of help adventurous person kind of wanting to to walk alongside cindy and i and also for the listeners out there we thank you you can find generation swap wherever you get your podcasts or on our website generationswap.com or through the aquinas college website until next time take care
0: Generation Swap is a production of the Aquinas College Advantage Center. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts or at generationswap.com. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're looking forward to swapping stories with you again soon.